just being on the ice with Mike Condon was uh, absolutely unbelievable. And I'm at the age now, you know, I'm six feet tall, 180 pounds, so I'm not that, like, he's six two maybe yeah, six. He's, yeah he's around your height then yeah so um it's just wild to see that someone like my size can be so good like you know you see him on tv you can you can go to a game you can see him there but it's it's nothing when mike condon's 10 feet away from me in the crease and he's like telling me what to do like you know when they're coming around like try to put your glove out further so they have less of an angle to shoot at and it's you know he's giving me pointers they got guys from uh, guys from the team shooting on me and um, it was just incredible and I, I think I held my own out there Welcome to Castle's Corner Podcast and thank you for joining us I am your host Tommy Castle I'm joined by Framingham boys hockey coach Will Ortiz and senior captain and goaltender Alex Moore thank you guys for joining Castle's Corner thank you for having Thanks us, for having us. Uh, Framingham Boys Hockey went 16-7-4 last season and won the program's first sectional title <clears throat> since 2004 as the Flyers went all the way to the Garden in the Division I state title game. Unfortunately for Framingham, they lost 4-2 to St. Mary's of Lynn, but it was the first time the Flyers made it to a state title game in over 10 years. just so happened that uh, Coach Ortiz here was a star player on the Flyers back in 2004. Uh, Will, it was your first year back as Framingham coach last season. Um, what was it like for you to return the program as a coach and see it have that success right off the bat? You know, it was, uh, it was a great experience, you know, to, to take these kids and, and know what it took to get to here and, um, and make sure that I was, you know, stressing to the kids that they need to enjoy this ride too. Um, they need to make sure that um, they can embrace the environment, they can embrace, you know, being here as a group, um, and then just making sure that, you know, they try not to let the lights and the, the you know, hoopla take away from what it is that we're here to try to accomplish. Uh, well, you guys accomplished a lot, and it was fun following you from afar and in close with uh, our reporters and correspondents. Now, Alex, you were a junior last year. Uh, you were a Daily News All-Star for hockey and a big part of the Flyers uh, winning four playoff games. What was your favorite part of your journey last year? Um, I'd definitely say when we beat Zverian for the second time, um, you know, big Catholic school, always usually pretty good. And um, we played them during the season, out of, out of league game. And um, I remember Mikey Tersoni scored a uh, power play goal in the first period, and we were up one nothing the whole game. And they um, they outshot us, and we stuck with it. And then we got a, an empty net goal to seal the deal. And um, I remember Coach specifically saying that, um, you know, it was getting around that that might have been a fluke game because they – like I said, they outshot us a lot, and um, they're definitely a good team. So um, that definitely helped us out, knowing that they thought, oh, their um, last game wasn't really like we should have had that. And um, so that definitely helped us out. And I remember Ben Stefanini scoring the goal, sticking the passing lane like Coach always stresses, and he went all the way down and uh, scored on their goalie. Same deal, one nothing. And um, our captain this year, uh, um, last year scored we iced the puck when we were down a man right in the net from our zone and uh, yeah that was just a great win because you know we beat a team that they thought they were so much better than us and they thought they for sure had a win and um, we just came out and beat them so it was a great feeling. Yeah you hockey players tend to chirp a good amount um, I've, <laughs> I've found out and I've in our, our time covering sports here um, and we actually found out from football that bulletin board, bulletin board material is a thing 
newspaper articles sometimes find on the wall and sometimes uh you know mass live chat forums or whatever will will make it a way around to a school so um Zavarian was definitely probably a good win for you guys uh, two times during last year um will in the next game you guys beat uh braintree two to one in double overtime absolutely that must have been a track meet uh, i can't think of how gassed everyone was you losing your voice probably a couple times oh, over yeah, more than um can you break down that sectional title game for me yeah, you know, um, you know, playing Braintree. That's this is a league league team that we've uh, faced twice already during the during the season. Um, we knew what Dave Fasano and his boys could do. We knew what they had to offer. Um, we just need to make sure that we were staying in our lanes and, and, and doing what it is that we did well, um, and making sure that we didn't try to do too much. Um, it was an unbelievable game. Um, up and down, back and forth, save after save, rush after rush. Um, by the time we get to overtime, it's one to one. You know, at this point, um, we don't know who's going to win. Um, and to be a coach and understanding that, you know, at any given moment, somebody can score. Um, from a coach's perspective, oh man, my blood pressure was up. I'm yelling here. I'm yelling there. Um, but from that, from my viewpoint, my vantage point, we got to make sure that the kids are ready to go. You know, that we got to make sure that we're controlling and checking their emotions, and that uh, we're ready to go. And seeing what an overtime game can look like. Um, this is three-on-three. Three. There's a lot of ice to be uh, to be played out there, going back and forth. Um, I remember one time there was uh, three breakaways right in a row, one on Alex, one on their goalie, one on Alex again. Um, and then just to have Scotty Swannis, you know, my senior captain last year, um, have the puck in the slot on his stick, no better person to score the game-winning goal. Um, and I believe he was coming down the left-hand side, takes it to his forehand, shoots it top right, goes glove side, and the fans are up. We had, you know, a couple hundred people there and to see the kids, you know, celebrate like they did, um, they deserve that. Yeah, I think we have a great photo of a pig pile from uh from that winning goal on Swinnis. Um and we'll have to attach that to our podcast. But last but not least, Alex, you guys went on to the T D Garden. Uh, so the first time, like we said, since 2004, I think you got played the Garden back then, right, Coach? Yeah, we did. Okay. And then um, you played a very good St. Mary's team from Lynn. Uh, they got off to, I think, with a 4 nothing start or 3 nothing start. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest learning experience for you guys and maybe for you uh, after that game, and how do you take that moving forward? Um, well, it was definitely tough playing in the Garden. You know, no, um, none of us had ever played. Like, I know for me personally, the toughest part was playing in a – in a warm rink, you know, we're used to playing, especially this year, Loring is freezing, and um, we're just used to playing in cold rinks, and, uh, you know, you go to a Bruins game, you can wear a t-shirt and be fine, so it's it was just ridiculous on the ice, and um, so, you know, like, I was sweating after warm-ups, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a, this is going to be kind of rough, like, I'm already sweating this much after warm-ups, but um, I think we all learned that you got to, you just got to like accept like everything is going on like coach is saying all the all the hoopla surrounding the game you know all the lights you know you're playing where the Bruins play there's a huge B in the middle of the ice you know there's seats as far as you can see and it's um uh you just got to at the end of the day just focus on um really doing what you need to do and realizing that um, yeah, it's a big game, but at the end of the day, like if we do everything right, um, things will play out and go our way. And I think we um, we did an okay job of that. But um, I think St. Mary's having been to the Garden the year before and losing, um, they definitely 
got a feel for the garden and what it's like to play in a hot rink and what it's like to play under so many big lights and what it's like to play in such a such a big rink and all that so um yeah they they came out flying and we were we were a little flat-footed to start the game and we didn't really get our we didn't really start buzz until I think like the third when um, Scott scored two and we were we were kind of buzzing after that but um yeah I think that's that's about it yeah well there's a lot of buzz around you guys now this year and, and how do you guys deal with that kind of pressure again and maybe that hopefully like St. Mary's for you guys you guys can kind of repeat and to get back to that state title game so let's take a quick break when we're back we'll dive into uh, more about Framingham Hockey This is Castle's Corner Back here on Castle's Corner I'm joined by Framingham senior captain and goaltender Alex Moore, and second-year coach Will Ortiz. Uh, guys, you're currently in the midst of winter hockey season. Uh, you lost your first two games, but recently beat Milton. Um, yeah. Will, is the championship game hangover ever like a thing um, that is a concern for a team that's played in the state title before? Do you know if that was a thing back in 2005 for the team? Do you, know, do, you, do you see a little bit maybe early on this year? Uh, you know, I, 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 wouldn't, I would say there is a little bit of a hangover. I think I started to see that. You know, the first day of tryouts, you know, it, it's a mentality. It, it's, it's, as a coach, you know, what I'm trying to do is to reiterate that we got to start this process all over again. Um, you know, that's our mantra for this year. It's, it's called the process, um, and it starts with day one. It, it's getting through the first two weeks of the season, making sure that everybody's on board, willing to sacrifice, and be committed for one another. Um, they shouldn't be playing for the coaches. They should be playing for each other. Every that's we have a 25 man roster, and those are the kids that they're going to battle with every single day, and, and that's who they should be doing it for. Um, so it's it's yeah, we're a little hungover because you know we didn't finish on top, but uh, there are very 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 few teams that win their last game. Um, at the end of the season, there will always be a winning team, there will always be a losing team. Um, but I think that's you know something that we can use as you know a motivator as well, um, and having the kids understand that it takes a lot to get to that point, and um, understanding that it's going to be a process to get there. We're striving to get better every day, and um, the kids are excited. I'm excited. Uh, this is my favorite time of the year. Um, it's an opportunity to be around the guys, and you know you got the holiday seasons around. You know it's good eats, good times, cold weather, um, and what better place to be inside the rink. Yeah, except for maybe too cold or too cold Lauren Arena. I, yeah. I know it's going on, undergoing some um, construction right now, not finished up, but we're, we're like looking forward to seeing what that shakes out like uh, at Loring. Um, speaking of Loring, I know a team that plays there a lot uh, against you guys is, is Natick. Um, and you guys open up with them and lost a very close one. I'm always interested to hear how the rivalries transfer over from sport to sport, season to season. Uh, Alex, do you feel comfortable opening about, up about the, the rivalry of Natick and hockey? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it starts right when you put on the skates when you're four years old and, you know, you hear um, you don't even know what the rivalry is and you're going out there as a mite and you're playing Natick and everyone's like, we're playing Natick, you know, you're seven years old and you don't even know what, like, you didn't even know that there's a rivalry, but it, you just grow up knowing that you gotta beat Natick, and um, you know they're right right down the road, and um, you know all sports, it's it's just everywhere. Like in elementary school, middle school, it gets most most noticeable in high school when um, everyone's saying better dead than red, and everyone's uh, 
everyone, every sport is just focused on beating Natick. And, um, yeah, so it's a great rivalry. You know, every every year, every sport, it's just Framingham Natick is just nothing better than it. Everyone's just competing, and it's it's a great air and it's a great time. Yeah, it's a great time for us. Uh, we recently just moved um, down the street in Framingham, but right on the Natick border on Speen Street. Um, I actually, first day uh, of work, I put in one Speen Street at Natick. took me to a nice little farm as opposed to our new office here on 1 Speen Street in Framingham. But um, we're looking very much forward to the rematch. I know you already had your first game. You guys will have a second game with them, right? Correct, yeah. Um, and so we'll see how Nick uh, Boys Hockey does again this year. They were pretty good in the playoffs last season as well. Um, speaking of this season, though, Will, there's a new change when it comes to penalties where people that get a penalty have, um, have to go into the penalty box for two minutes as opposed to the minute and a half and there's also they have to serve their whole their full penalty yes so yes. without me making a fool of myself <laughs> can you help explain it and then do you agree with the new change implemented or what are your thoughts on it yeah um so um the new rule this year is uh penalties are now going to be two minutes versus a minute and a half um so there's an added 30 seconds to every penalty um but there's also um a rule stating that if a, the opposing team scores while you are um, down a man, the player in the box still has to serve his two minutes. Um, so that guy can't come out of the box until there is the play's dead and there's the next whistle. Um, so sometimes, you know, after the two minutes is over, there's still play that's going on for another minute and a half, two minutes. So now my kid's been in the box for about four minutes now. Um, it's tough change. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, I understand why they might have wanted to do it. But if the MIAA wanted to increase the penalty times, they needed to increase the periods. Um, right now, that we're still playing a 15-minute period, 45-minute game, and my kids are stuck in the box for two minutes, sometimes up to three or four minutes due to having to serve that. Um, it's a tough game now. Um, from a coach's tr- uh, standpoint, there's strategy now. We've got to make sure that we have two power play units. We've got to make sure that you know, we're trying to you know, put out a line that's ready to go, that can combat a team's first line, because you know it, it's it changes the whole dynamic of now serving a penalty, um, something that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, if they wanted to do this rule change, they had to increase our our periods um, to fifteen to seventeen minutes. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing. I know these are always touch and go, and they can regulate them and reiterate them or get rid of them. Um, I'd be interested to see. I, I would guess they wouldn't say more pe- more playing time because that's more ice time, and I know you guys heard a crunch as and is the cost. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's a lot of variables that come into play. So we'll, we'll have to see how they how they change that going forward for for you guys and for everyone else. Um, Alex, rewinding a little bit, you had a really cool experience um, this past, I believe it was March or April, um, over at Warriors Ice Arena uh, when a, a rival team or a team in, the, in our conference was. Um, Visiting, it was the Ottawa Senators, and you know the backup goalie pretty well, uh, or uh, okay, you yeah. know, you know him. Yeah. Mike Condon, he actually came in for a podcast here in Castle's Corner over the summer after uh, inking a new deal with the Ottawa Senators. Now, um, can you explain a little bit about that day and your relationship with Mike? Uh, yeah, so um, I had known that Mike was a, he was a guy from around here, he grew up in Holliston, Holliston I'm pretty yep. sure, yeah, and um you know, I knew people like knew his dad because I think his dad was a cop, and um, um, he went to Belmont Hill. So I thought it was it was pretty cool that he was from around here. And um, I remember it was the day after the garden, and um, Ted Condon, Mike's dad, gave me a call, and he said um, 
he said, uh, hey, Alex, this is uh, Ted Condon. Um, my son Mike is in town, and they're practicing at the um, at the Terriers rink in Boston. And I w- he was like, um, I can pick you up from school, and you can um, – Mike got the okay for you to come. You can bring a friend, and you guys can – watch the practice and I was like I was like that sounds sweet like go watch uh watch practice talk to Mike Con and I was like sounds awesome and then um I got home later that night and um Mike himself actually texted me and said that he got the okay for me to actually go on the ice with him and with some of the Ottawa Senators and I was like uh, I was speechless I was like you know I'm going on the ice with NHL players right now and I was I didn't know what to think and I was like I was like, all right. So um, the the next day came the, that Monday, and um, Ted Condon picked up me and Ben Stefanini. He had like two classes that day, so he was like, asked him if he wanted to come with me, and he said sure. So uh, we went down to BU, and um, I talked with Mike in the locker room, and he gave me some, he gave me a shirt and a hat, and um, I talked with him about hockey about like my dad and like struggles I've gone through and like um stuff like that and then uh we got on the ice and um you know I'm getting like their goalie coaches out there and he's telling me what to do and I'm like I remember the stuff that he told me and I'm like I think about it now and I like implement it into my game and it's like pretty cool to be to get coached from like one of like obviously one of the best goalie coaches in the country if not the world that's a part of one of the what 31 now nhl teams so um yeah it was crazy and then he um just being on the ice with mike condon was uh absolutely unbelievable and i'm at the age now you know i'm six feet tall 180 pounds so i'm not that like he's six two maybe yeah he's yeah he's around your height yeah so um it's just wild to see that someone like my size can be so good like you know you see him on tv you can you can go to a game you can see him there but it's it's nothing when mike condon's 10 feet away from me in the crease and he's like telling me what to do like you know when they're coming around like try to put your glove out further so they have less of an angle to shoot at and it's you know he's giving me pointers they got guys from uh guys from the team shooting on me and um it was just incredible, and I, I think I held my own out there. Uh, he said you did. He uh, uh, when he was sitting five feet away from me, like you are now. He said you uh, you flashed some good. Uh, yeah, good, I, I had a good showing there. So yeah, I don't think he's BSing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely an amazing experience. And he um, he gave me the practice jersey too, which is sweet. So I got a uh, goalie cut Senators practice jersey hanging up in my room and. Uh, Every time I see it, I just think about the story behind it. So, yeah, it's really great that um, he found a way to reach out to me and that he got to, you know, get me out there and have such a once-in-a-lifetime great experience. So I'm very grateful for that and very thankful that he uh, went out of his way to get me there. And I know um, there were some complications with it afterwards. And, um, you know, we were like uh, – our manager was posting about it, like Alex Moore just skated with the Ottawa Senators and then we – Almost got in a little trouble for that, but um, it's all good now. We're yeah, all, and I, I know it was a great day for you and experience for for Mike too. So um, thanks for sharing that. Let's uh, step away from hockey for a little bit and go more in depth with uh, Coach Will Ortiz and Senior Alex Moore. 
Castle's Corner. Back here on Castle's Corner. Um, so, Alex, I know you just, in the last segment, kind of referenced some struggles with your dad growing up. Uh, unfortunately, two years ago, it was this past, well, this past November, so two years ago, Alex's father, Edward, passed away from cancer. Alex, I know you played in the tournament shortly afterwards, um, after he passed, and you had three shutouts in three games. Um, yep. You said off the air that your dad and his twin brother, who was also passed, uh, have an interesting way of showing you uh, they are watching, you know, watching you play hockey. Can you explain that for us? Yeah, so um, it started, uh, I think it was, I remember being in middle school, so what, like five, six years ago, around then. Um, my dad's brother, Theodore, um, twin brother, uh, he passed away before I was born. I never met him. And um, uh, from what I hear, what my parents tell me, he was just a great guy. And that's why my middle name is Theodore. And um, we would always, like in middle school, like I said, like um, we would always find dimes. And, you know, it didn't matter what it was. There was, there was a dime somewhere and it could be um, no way that a coin could get anywhere. But if there was a coin, it had to be a dime. And, you know... Um, my family, me, me, my mom, and my dad, you know, I'm an only child, and we were just, we were like, why are we finding dimes everywhere? Because it wasn't like a one-time thing. It wasn't like a two-time thing. It was like we were finding dimes all over the place, and it was, um, and we looked into it, and uh, Theodore Roosevelt is on the dime, so we were like, um, I mean, I don't really, like, know what to believe in, but I, I don't see how there's any other explanation for us finding dimes all over the place, so... Um, we, my family saw it as, uh, um, saw it as something that my uncle that I never met was watching over us and, um, it was really great. And then, um, that continued after my dad passed away. And, um, so me and my mom see it as, you know, both of them watching out for us. And it's not even just me and my mom, like my aunt will find them. It's so, um, can you tell us that time that you might have found a dime and during a very important game the past year? Yeah. Um, so in that Zverian game that I touched upon earlier, um, we were in the locker room up one nothing, going into the third period. And, um, you know, coach is telling us, like, it's right here on the table for us. Like, these two points get into the, get into the South Final is, like, right there for us. And everyone knows what they need to do. And um, I remember Coach walked into the bathroom, and then he called me over, and he was like, "Alex, there's something, there's something in here." And I'm like, "I'm like, what could there possibly be in this that that my coach needs to, you know?" I'm like sitting there, just like I forget, I'm probably looking at my gloves, just trying to like take in the moment and realize everything I need to do. And I'm like, "What is there that my coach needs to um, like interrupt me from focusing?" to go see so I go over there and um sure enough there's a dime on the floor and I was like from right then I was like all right there's no way we're losing this game and um you know my dad's watching out for me my dad's brother's watching out for me and uh it was it was unbelievable and um you know I I put it right in my in my uh my jacket pocket and I do that every time I find one for I got like four or five dimes in there just from just from games so it's uh yeah, it's unbelievable. Me and my mom still find them, and um, yeah, it's it's great. So, thank you very much for opening up about that. Um, I think it's a definitely a sign from your dad and your and your, your uncle. So, 
Speaking of coins, uh, Will, you have uh, a, little, <laughs> a, a little background in finances and, and having uh, gone to UMass and been in the Eisenberg School of Business. Um, I hear you dabble a little bit in Bitcoin and other coins. So can you explain to our audience who might not be fully invested or, or know what exactly that is and um, how you've dabbled in it? Well, yeah, I think uh, over the last couple of weeks, everybody's been hearing about cryptocurrency. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, one of our assistant coaches, uh, Herb Kyles, he's the goalie coach. Uh, he's great, a financial... That's a great hockey name, by the yeah, way, yeah. for assistant coach. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a financial planner. Um, you know, so uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've been dabbling a little bit, you know, uh, down to the Coinbase, been able to day trade a little bit, kind of seeing where it goes. It's, uh, it's definitely a volatile market right now. I wouldn't suggest... Uh, Doing it if you don't have the necessary funds, you know, it's uh, <laughs> You're just it's trying like to keep go- it for yourself, aren't yes, you? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's like going to Vegas, so I've heard. You know, it's it's where it's just a little fun, a little, uh, I guess, a little hobby over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're seeing where it goes. I've been successful over the last couple of weeks, and hopefully I can, uh, you know, hit big here. And, and then um, I might not have to work a 9 to 5 every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex, I mean, uh, Will does work at Framingham High as a math teacher now. Um, another hobby, I guess we could say um, – Alex is, or at least for hockey players, lacrosse players, and some baseball players, is the hair regimen. Um, if uh, you'll see the picture attached to the podcast, but Alex has got a nice uh, head of lettuce <laughs> going on right now. Very jealous because um, I got a five head going on. But uh, can you tell a little bit about the process for you? I mean, you're a goaltender, so you're wearing a helmet a yeah. lot. Like, are you tresemming it? Are you combing it? Are you just letting it go and just kind of flipping the hair under a little bit? Like, what's your uh, what's your hairstyle? Yeah, well, I mean. Um it all ties back to look good, feel good, play good. And, um, you know, for, I don't know how long the flow has been going on, but, um, I remember my hair wasn't, wasn't too great last year, but I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been focusing on it this year. Make sure I'm, <laughs> make sure I'm looking sharp. But, uh, yeah, you I remember. It. Did you get an early start in the summer? Like, what, yeah, yeah. I forget, I forget my last haircut, but, um, that's what I always do. I grow my hair out till I can't stand it anymore and I just shave it all off. But, um. Uh, my last haircut had to be in the summer, so like six months of growing it out, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how long it's going to be at the end of the season. But um, yeah, I mean it's just part of being a hockey player. Like uh, you know, I I go into work and everyone's like, "Well, you need a haircut," and I'm like, <laughs> "I know I need a haircut, but I can't get a haircut because we got hockey." So um, yeah, it's just something great, you know. Everyone, pretty much everyone does it. You know, you grow your hair out, you wear your hat. Um, you get the hair flowing, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a fun little thing that um, hockey players do, and uh, lacrosse as well. But um, yeah, I'm definitely focusing on my hair a little <laughs> more this year. And um, uh, yeah, we'll see when I get a haircut. So we'll have to see later on how it compares. Now you guys can be the judge on the podcast here because he's got it going. Um, speaking of uh, work, I don't want to get you. Uh, too late into work, so I'm going to cut this uh, short. But I do hope that the hair comes out nice, and and Coach Ortiz, your hair it comes out nice for your ugly sweater party that's coming up. We do, we do. We have an ugly sweater party coming up uh, this coming Friday. We're taking the boys out to dinner uh, to the Chateau out in Westboro. Um, Great raviolis there, fried raviolis, way to go. Oh yeah, so uh, good little holiday party. We got a couple surprises for the kids, um, but it's just another day, you know, to kind of give them something to look forward to, you know. Uh, I planned out their schedule for the last four months, you know, so we got to make sure that we can break up the monotony um, and also appreciate, you know, that this, these are the guys that we're going to war for. Um, so we got a little competition. We're going to find out who has the best holiday get up 
Um, there will be a prize at the dinner, so uh, we're excited to see what the guys can offer. Um, I know the coach is going to have a little something, so we'll see if uh, the style points is going to be there. We'll see. We'll see what kind of steeds you guys got. So I look forward to seeing that on hopefully your uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts. Um, I want to thank you guys for both coming to the Castles Corner Podcast. I uh, really appreciate it, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I also want to thank my producer, Caitlin Kelleher, for all of her work behind the scenes as she recently just accepted a promotion here at Gatehouse Media and Metro West Daily News. So congrats to Caitlin, and thanks for all of your help. You can also follow me on Twitter at TommyCastle44. You can follow our Metro West Sports Twitter account at Metro West Sports and also our Instagram account at Metro West Sports as well. You can subscribe to Castle's Corner Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. We'll also check in every Wednesday for new Castle's Corner. Thanks again for joining me here. Until next time, I'm Tommy Castle, and thanks for checking in.